Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Good. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Best-Selling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 79 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community, and never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya app, the Google Play Music app, Pandora, and available on our YouTube channel, Life Transformation Radio. Subscribe and leave us a rating and review, letting us know what you think of the show. On the guests, my guest, on the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing human beings that are impacting the world around them. And my guest today does just that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can call us up and join the show at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please help me welcome to the show my guest for today, Carter Gruzis. Carter, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, Sean. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I am pumped to have you on the show. We're going to talk about a very important topic today, a global topic. And I'm excited because I don't think I've had this type of topic. I mean, I've had people who have suffered from disabilities and have become, you know, multimillionaires in their businesses and companies because they've used it to their advantage, whatever, but really like talking about how disabilities are your superpower is just an incredible topic. And I've got a half sister with autism. Uh, so I, I, I kind of am familiar. Uh, I think I've got a, I think I've got my cousin's daughter, my second cousin. I think she has like a, form of autism or something like that. Um, I've got other family members that have some other things that they deal with and ailments and, you know, whatever. So I think that this is a relatable topic that everybody can kind of get behind, know about, learn about, and you're the person to bring it to them. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, one of the things that I, I do find with a lot of people is that they, they say they understand disabilities, but there's a lack of understanding of what a disability is. And when I say disability, I'm talking about um, whether it be a, a physical uh, or mental disability and just understanding right. the core components of it just to figure out, you know, like the, because a lot of people will, will say they know a disability, but um, I, I really just feel that they don't understand it. And it's important that we really just get the de definition of a disability out there so that we can then better define what a disability is. I love it. Yeah, I love that a lot, man. And like I said, I think that it's a great topic to talk about today and that something that we can hone in on, you know, with everything going on in the world, uh, there's a lot of families at home and, yeah. and they've got to find ways to cope themselves, you know, and it's, it's not easy. So we're going to get into it. The episode is Disabilities Are Your Superpower with speaker and advocate Carter Cruces. Carter is a, is a keynote and breakout speaker who has spoken on Parliament Hill and other venues about disability rights, equality, and justice. He is ambitious and driven about how to best address the UN Sustainable Development Goal 10. As a business owner or entrepreneur, you need someone on your team that can quickly think on their feet and develop solutions to problems. You also need someone who can speak their mind and show initiative. Look no further. Carter has honed his critical thinking and problem-solving skills during his applied studies in both the business management and entrepreneurship and the business marketing programs at Algonquin College. Carter has a keen understanding of the importance of business strategy and implementation on business success. He is prepared to utilize his training to build strategic business plans, sales plans, and marketing communication plans through research of the current industry and market analysis. To book Carter for your live event, to speak at your live event, to speak at the virtual summit, or if you are a TEDx organizer, he is looking to do a TEDx talk. And part of what we're going to talk about is the part of the TEDx talk. So check out his social media links. His website is almost finished. He had to you know, redo the website because you know, we grow. So we got to redo the website. So it's down right now for maintenance while he, how, while he revamps it. So as of right now, and we'll post the website later as soon as it's all finished and, and all done. But for right now, go to Facebook and LinkedIn. His social media connects are right there in the show notes. Connect with them, letting them know that you listened to the episode of Life Transformation Radio. Now, Carter, the first question I have to ask, and I believe is the most important question you could ever ask yourself, is why? So why do you do what you do? I, um, I have two reasons why, and one of them has to do with my stepfather, who introduced me to uh, charity and public speaking at a very early age, and it really just struck me that there's a lot of people in need of help, and we need to figure out how we can help those people while also helping others. Um, and the second reason why is because my uh, younger cousin has severe autism and I want to make sure that I'm fighting for her future, knowing that she has the same opportunities as I do. Okay. 
I like that. I like that. Uh, expand more into that as far as like, like, what do you mean he introduced you to like speaking and like, I guess at what age? So I started public speaking when I was about 10 years old, 11 years old. And oh, it wow. really, and it, um, it, it all started out actually when, uh, uh, we were at a charity event and, um, I saw his script and I had basically said, you know, you know, this seems interesting. So he gave me half the script and it was that moment that I knew I could make a difference with public speaking. And I knew that this is my lifelong passion and really the best way to help people and get my message across that, uh, well, disabilities are your superpower and really just making sure that a message is conveyed to everyone that we're more alike than we are different. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I, I I just believe that there's so many similarities between people. And although we may not agree on every topic, we could always agree on something. And, and, yeah. and there's the middle ground. There's always a middle ground. There's always something to to agree on. Even if 99 things we don't agree on, there's that one. And that, that could be a bond for some people. And the, the most unlikely cohorts, the most unlikely friendships are sometimes created out of those common bonds. I couldn't agree with you more. And actually, you know, going through high school and college was really tough for me because the, uh, the friendship aspect didn't come to me naturally. And um, it was time after time where, um, where I basically had said, you know, if this isn't working, you know, maybe this isn't really right for me. But then uh, it was at that point where my stepfather came into my life and he basically said, Carter, the, the only thing or the worst thing you can do is give up. And he, he had told me that as long as you try, that's what matters. And, you know, and I, I really took that to heart when I, um, when, when I heard that, because uh, naturally when something's hard, we do give up, but it, it's that extra push forward and it's that extra difference that you can make because at the end of the day, you can have one or two friends, you could have 90 friends, a hundred friends, but the overall aspect of it is as long as you're true to yourself and you're true to um, the other people, you are who you are and you don't have to give up your identity because of it then that's the real prize at the end of the day, because if you lose sight of who you are, it then just um, really hurts you. Oh, hundred percent. Yep. I 100% agree to that, man. That's, that's huge in my book. Uh, a lot of people want to fake it till you make it. A lot of people don't want to document that journey. They want to just have the Ferraris and the money and the, and the the lifestyle, but they don't want to work for it or they want to flaunt like they already got it so that they look good. And that's just, that's just not how to operate. You know, anything that's not authentic, anything that's not transparent, not real, you know, you're going to get found out. So why would you fake it till you make it? Why wouldn't you just 100% be yourself and in your true self? I, I, I find it fascinating that, when you start to step fully into your purpose, not somebody else's purpose, but your purpose, when you step fully into your life 
and what you were created to be and how you were created to be, that's when magic will happen. That's when life becomes sweet. And I'm, I, I've known people for years. I did it. I even did it. Try to be somebody you're not. Try to, try to act like somebody that everybody else wanted you to be. And living in the reality of what other people think about you is the reason why there's anxiety, stress, depression, suicide. Because you can, it's an impossible task to live up to people's expectations sometimes. Not all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you on that. And I mean, having gone through several rounds of creating personas that, um, that seem to be real in the moment, um, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I felt like, you know, I mean, what's the point of, of being a person if, if you, if you can't live who you really are, because the, the true defining person, sorry, the true, the true defining moment in your life doesn't come when you're, uh, when you're 10, when you're 11 or 12, it comes when you are true to yourself and you truly understand your life's purpose and your passion and your interests and all of those good areas. Love it. The whole show is about transformation. The listeners listening right now want to know how they can transform their life and they use our stories as a guide. So what is your transformational moment that happened in your life that changed you and put you on the path to what you're doing today? It, um, it all started when I was 10. When I was coming home from school one day, I, uh, I, uh, I was confronted by two people. One of them called me retarded, and one of them told me that I should go kill myself. And as a result, wow. I, I, I went home. I, I held it in for three to four weeks. I started blaming stuff on myself. I, I, I did all of these things that really just made it worse and worse. And then this one kid who, I, I mean, I consider him to be my guardian, guardian angel. He, he basically saved my life and he, he's the one that, and my mother basically had said to me, you know, this isn't right. We're going to go talk to, um, you know, whoever's in charge at the school to make sure that, you know, justice is served. And it was also really my stepfather who played a big role in that help in helping me rebuild my confidence as a person, because I mean, when all of this happened, Sean, I lost everything. It felt like my entire world was gone. I felt like my, I, I couldn't even, you know, no, I, I don't even know. I, sorry. I didn't even know who I was. And I, I really just, Felt like I was lost in some deep, dark tunnel, uh, trying to find the light. Um, and uh, I mean, why would they call you those names? They, I guess, they don't understand, and they don't under they don't understand certain actions and certain behaviors that might come with autism. Or um, mm. I, I also, I think it's a lack of understanding and a perception that we might expect this, but the reality right wow well that's tough so you so you were diagnosed with autism yes when i was four and a half years old my parents uh, noticed that there was something wrong and they went to the doctor and uh they the doctor said that i was diagnosed with pdd nos nlvd what what do those mean 
Um, the, uh, it, it means that I'm on the low end of the spectrum. So there's two ends of the spectrum. So one being the one end uh, of being zero. So not like not necessarily um, on like it, it's it's hard to explain, but the the end of the spectrum is severe autism, and the other end of the spectrum, which is oh, kind of like okay. zero so they, five, yeah. Got it. okay, I understand. Yeah, so it's like because you have like high functioning autism, and yeah, then you're I'm just kind of like on the lower end. Yeah, I'm high functioning on the spectrum. Got it. okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, that's tough, man. That I, I mean, I know. You know, so my half sister, um, she does the she does like the rock. She'll stand there like she, but she does like the rocking back and forth, you know, and uh, and and the fingers got to be moving all the time, you know what I mean? And um, she's gonna need she's gonna need care like like her whole life, you know what I mean? She's just, um, she just is. So, um, so that that's tough. You know, on everybody, on everybody involved. Um, but she's an awesome person, and I can't imagine someone being mean to her because she's, and she finds you know different projects that keeps her happy. You know, she, uh, you know, she does art, and she even did some welding. <laughs> like she, she even did welding. You know, and 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 it, it's just art projects and and different things. I mean, she she does them well, and it's it's good for her to. Um, it's like an outlet, you know? Yeah. So I just, I can't imagine some like what, how bad do those kids have it that they need to pick out another kid and tell somebody that they're retarded and they should go kill themselves. I wonder about them kids home life, you know? Yeah. I, I, I really think that it comes down to how people are treated at home and how um, they perceive reality because, I hadn't been there, they probably wouldn't have said something as mean as that. But again, like with any bully, they're always going to put people down and you need to figure out a way to either ignore them or you also need to figure out a way to deal with it in a professional manner. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So you get bullied. Your stepfather introduces public speaking to you. And then you spoke on the Senate floor. That's incredible. Thank you. How, so what did you talk about uh, uh, in the Senate floor? Um, when I was in the Senate, I talked about the importance of having a strategy that is actually implemented. Because one of the things that I've noticed uh, throughout my life is that strategy in itself is something to be taken with a grain of salt, meaning having a plan and executing on it is more important because you could sit there debate. We can talk about, you know, what strategy might be good, what strategy might be bad, but having a physical implementation plan of 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, all that stuff is really what we need to figure out how we can help best deliver uh, a platform for people with disabilities so that they can thrive in their desired areas. So for example, uh, one of the senators had said, debate is a debate and uh, implementation is where basically where the real gold is. And I really just had said, we now need to focus on the facts. People with disabilities need help 
And we, we just, we now need to have some sort of plan that we can execute on and revise on it in, in a way. And, and uh, that could include a program where um, they host, um, you know, something like, uh, you know, a movie night for autism. So people who have autism can connect with like-minded people to help each help uh, them out or even just try or, or help with skill development because one of the greatest challenges in my life has been communication and for me to uh, better explain something or something or explain something I have to go through three or four rounds of editing I have to go through um, you know I over explain so really the one key area where I uh, where I have trouble with Sean is communication and I found through public speaking, it then gives me that chance to say, it's okay, you are who you are, and that's why God created you, because God cre created us because we have a purpose in life, and um, I mean, and no one should be able to take that away from you. Have you heard the crabs in the bucket story? And I 100% agree with exactly what you said. Uh, have you heard that story? I haven't. So you take a bucket and you dump a bunch of crabs in there. And what will happen is one crab will try to find its way out. But the other crabs will try to pull it back into the bucket. And it's fascinating to watch. One crab will figure out and he's almost out. And then a bunch of other crabs go and grab him and pull him back in. And I feel like people in life do that. We always hear like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to get out of this lifestyle. I'm trying to get out. I got to get out. But people like pull you back in because they, they don't think that they're ever going to make it out. And they're living life at such a low level that they want people to live that low level with them. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I mean, I, I'm lucky to have parents who, who push me to do the best I can, regardless of whatever I do. But, you know, in school and in um and in in general life we're we're taught that the norm is the norm we're not told to challenge the status quo we're not told right. to uh we're told to play it safe and secure but the the perception is what you want in life is what you'll get and if you play it safe then you're going to get something safe but if you challenge the status quo then you could either have a, a really big chance of, um, I mean, you could have a, a good chance of losing, but there's that slim chance of success. And, and it's that success that I feel that a lot of people are afraid of. Even sometimes, um, I mean, I get scared of it, but I mean, I, I continuously continue to push myself to go towards that success because that success is what I want. Well, absolutely. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. I've heard it said that we need to not live in the reality of what other people think about us. And if you would have listened to those kids, maybe I maybe I am retarded. Maybe maybe I maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe and people believe that. People believe that about themselves and they care more about what other people think about them than what they think about themselves. And it's just not the way to live. You must care more about how you feel about you, and you must care about that yeah. more than other people's opinions of you. You must care about that more than what other people think about you. And when you do that, 
you will live life at a higher level. It's self-love. You have to be mm-hmm. comfortable with, with what you're doing. And what, what you're saying is that your disabilities can be your superpower. So I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah, sure. Um, when I was in my last few days of college, I, I, I had said to my teacher, so what comes next? Do I take another program? Do I take another course? And he basically had said to me, Carter, you're just like me. You, you know, you love strategy. And I capitalized on it. I, I mean, if, if you if you give me a problem nine times out of 10, I'll figure out how to solve it. And, um, and, and it's always that moment of, um, of realization that we have, if we stick to something and if we can commit and if we continue with it, we either rise or we fall. But what more so is the lesson is, is that failure is okay. And we, we need to make sure that if we fail, we actually extract the lesson of where do we go wrong and how can we improve? Um, now speaking uh, on a point of success, success to me is, is, you know, it, it, you, you have to fail in order to be successful. You have to, uh, I mean, even Robert Kiyosaki yep. from his books have said, yep. if you don't learn to walk, uh, sorry, if you don't learn to walk the talk, you, you, you can learn to walk the talk, but you have to learn to walk the walk. So you don't learn to walk without, without falling first. So it's that, that extra information and it's that extra mindset of I can do this it's going to be okay. And if I fail, it's okay. It's a lesson. And that's how I go about things. And that's how I make things work. And I, and that's how I make things because when I first started my job, job at Starbucks, I, I mean, when I first learned to make a caramel macchiato, I was so proud of myself and my, my cousin and I had, um, you know, we made it together, but, but, you know, I felt proud because I actually learned something new. I mean, I failed on the first few attempts, but it's in that initial reaction and it's in, in that initial uh, uh, pivotal moment that we learn, okay, so here's how you do it versus I failed and I don't know, you know, what comes next. Do I get punished? Or, and even my boss had said, you know, this, like learning how to make Starbucks drinks is not easy. And I've had several coworkers of mine tell me that, it's going to take a while. And, and I mean, that's the reality you have to be comfortable with because it, you know, in order to perfect or make something perfect, you have to commit to it every single day and you have to do it every single day until you get it right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, That's a great way to look at things. Just keep on, keep on, keep on and keep on doing it until you get it right. You know, we're all creatures of habit. So the more times we do something, the the better off we're going to be. So um, talk about the, the UN Sustainable Development Goal 10. What exactly is that? The, the UN Sustainable Development Goal 10 is reducing inequality. And, and I've asked myself, we have one giant problem, but how, come, how can I niche down and say, what is one area... I see a problem in, and I found that throughout the years that people need help. People need help with, um, so really the, the goal is improving the lives of people with disabilities and, and having a disability and considering it my superpower, I can use my public speaking skills and I can use my, to create a more, I, I wouldn't say comfortable environment, but 
creating a, an environment where people with disabilities are encouraged to work in, be a part of, because there's a company in my hometown called Canaxis where they've hired a, a, a 1% of their workforce as autism. And that's an example of a company working towards that goal. And I encourage all companies, regardless of industry, to do the same so that people with disabilities can have a fair chance. Very cool. That is very cool. Is that is that not the norm then for for companies to to hire or to offer jobs to people with disabilities? Is that is that typically not something that they do? No, a lot of people uh, are afraid to acknowledge the fact that they have a disability in their interview. When I got my first first job at SunTech, I it took me a year and a half to tell the owner that I had a disability. It was because I was scared of what actually might come. But then I built up the courage to say, you know what, it's my disability, it's my superpower. And um, so, I mean, you really just have to be honest with yourself in regards to companies. You have to, the, I mean, we have certain laws here in Canada where they protect us against discrimination and all that stuff. But I often find that there's a, a hidden motive in the back room where they don't like it, but again, that will vary um, for employer. Got it. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. I think that's great. I think that that they should be, you know, offering uh, different different opportunities and, and and capitalizing on, like you said, you know, that is your superpower. You know, and I know people that, um, yeah, I've got a couple people that I know that are math wizards. They just, for some reason, they can look at numbers and go, oh, it's this. And they're just, they're, I don't know what it is. In their head, they just, they can see the numbers. Other people, uh, they can take things apart, put them back together. They have a photo memory. They can see something one time and be like, yep, it's all this. I think that's great that they want to capitalize and that's how it should be. Right. So the UN sustainable goal 10 is, is working towards making life better for those who have, you know, maybe a disability or have something that's preventing them from living what we would determine a normal life, which is kind of a vague term anyways. Like what's normal. You know, everybody can look at their family and go, my family is not normal, <laughs> like, yeah. right? Like, my family is crazy. But I, I just, I hate the, I hate the term, like, oh, we got to live normal. Like, well, what's normal? Like, some people's normal. Like, if somebody is Amish, they're not living a normal life, according to someone who lives in Beverly Hills. But to the Amish, this is a normal way of life. So I think it's very subjective when we talk about, um, you know, what's a disability? Like, why is it a disability? What, what makes it a disability? I think it's like anything else. You keep talking about it. You keep putting it down. And it's just like, all right, well, that's what it is. And can't rise above that. You know, I, I know plenty of people that have, have a disability. One of my very good friends, my childhood friend from second grade, and we've been friends our, my whole life, lives in Michigan. And um, he had like spinal bifida or something like that. But anyway, he... Uh, He's paralyzed from the waist down, been in a wheelchair his whole life. And he does the the ice hockey. He plays ice hockey, but he's in a chair while he does it. 
That's extreme. They move with their arms. He is a built buff dude. And, and, and all he does is move that sled with his, with his arms and has, they, you know, they got the short sticks and all that. So, um, b- but he's so good at it. And he's played wheelchair basketball his whole life, all through high school, um, you know, all through college, his whole life. He's played wheelchair basketball. He's really good. And I'm like, there's no way this dude has like a disability. Like we look at it like, Oh, you're in a wheelchair. That sucks. Like he drives, they have hand controls. Like, there's ways to, to overcome. It's just, are you using it as a crutch? Are you using it as a disability? Or are you rising above and saying, this is my superpower. Let me be me and who I was created to be. Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent. And I, I, you know, I encourage people with disabilities to achieve their dreams and use their disabilities as their superpower. So that, because autism in autism is my superpower. And, Really, my superpower is um, something you said like 10, year, 10 years ago, I would have remembered in an instant. And my mother uh, always oh. reminds me, <laughs> my mom, you know, always brings up stories of uh, something happening and she'll say, how do you remember that? How do you know about this? And how do you know about that? And I mean, I just said, well, I, I remember you saying it and I remember the exact time and moment when you said that the day, everything, and, and, and it's just, it's surprising, but it's really interesting how we can use disabilities and how we can use disabilities as our superpower and how we can help the world solve our problem. Because I'm never going to forget what she told me. She told me that we're better united than divided, meaning we're better together than alone. And that's something I, I always keep to heart because right. I always value everyone else's opinion. I always, uh, I always value critical feedback because it helps you grow as a person. Because when I was working at Halogen Software, back as a gift. So treat it like a gift. <laughs> and, I, and, and I do to this day. I, I love it, and it's made me into a better person. Very cool, man. I, that's, that's so awesome. I love the feedback too. Uh, sometimes you hear things that you don't want to hear. <laughs> it's tough to swallow, right? You're like, oh, maybe I don't like the feedback. Maybe I don't like this, you know? But that's how we grow. Yeah. You said something yeah. earlier that failure is how we grow as well, you know, and always be failing forward. So just keep that in mind. Always be failing forward. The failure is not bad unless you say it's bad. If you believe that yeah. it's good, then it's good. If you think that failure is bad, then it's bad. So, so there's that. I'm curious how you elevate the world around you. I love the fact that we can take our transformative moments, those moments that knock us down, beat us up, leave us bloody and bruised. How do you elevate the world around you with using your disability as a superpower? I think... Uh... It's uh, my mind to, well, I think I can, I think I use my disability uh, to my advantage because I I love strategy, but I think it's because of my general happiness because whenever I'm around people, I, I just, I bring out some sort of smile and make other people happy. And that's all I really care about is, is making that sure, is making sure that people are okay and making sure they're happy and really just, you know, working towards the common good, like my stepfather taught me. 
do you work with other people that are that have autism or some sort of a disability? Do you work with those those people as well? Inspiring, motivating, um, doing videos, putting out content, things like that. Are, are you working with with people like that to to really help them rise above and to teach them how they too can use their disability as a superpower? Yeah, uh, back in 2017, 2018, I um, I volunteered to help with spreading awareness on the spectrum, uh, and yep. with a with a sign basically saying the spectrum is diverse, meaning it, there's no one uh, one size fits all, or there's no one way to actually understand it. But we need to just embrace the fact that we're all unique in our own way, and autism in itself is is one of those things that we now need to accept that uh, it's a part of life and we need to you know treat it as if you know, we need to treat the people around us that are with autism uh, with respect and, and that's really the main message that we had put out uh, when when we were handing right. out flyers and and all that stuff very cool I like that man I love what you're doing I think that's I think it's so awesome you know, there's, ah, oh man, there's something like, like millions, it's gotta be millions, right? I mean, millions of people do with a disability, especially like military veterans coming out of the military. Uh, maybe, maybe they lost a limb uh, in combat. So they have, um, they have the paraplegic sports. I know a lot of military guys that, that play uh, paraplegic or whatever it's called, the, uh, so I remember what it's called. It's like a handicapped, uh, you know, they the play softball, but they only got one one arm. So they're, I mean, these guys are good too. Or they or they lost their legs, so they have, um, you know, they, they can still, they, they have the prosthetics, so they still, you know, run the bases and things like that, you know, but it's but it's a league for, for that, right? Or they run track or they, you know, whatever. And uh, I, just, I think it's so amazing that, some, and it's inspiring too because, I mean, you know, people complain about everything. You know, and and I just look. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a, a a disability, but I just look at what are you complaining about? <laughs> like, yeah. you're not in a wheelchair. You know, you have nothing wrong with you. You have money. You have a job. You have a house. You have food. Like. What are you complaining about? And then I have people on the show, you know, who's one of my highest downloaded episodes. She she has MS, fluorosis. And she was a Broadway music star and, and she's been dealing with it for 20 years and now she helps other women who are dealing with MS. And I just, I'm like, that's amazing. You took something that was like, oh, my life's over to to turning it into something amazing and inspiring for people. And, and, and you've done the same thing. So I, I congratulate you and I think you're doing amazing, man. So, um, so keep it up. Thank you. So what's the takeaway? What's the through line of the episode? If nobody listens to any other portion of the show and they just skip to this moment, what is your message? What is it that you want the listeners to know and understand? 
I want uh, your viewers to take away a couple of things. Wherever there is darkness, there will always be light. Um, where I mean, if you're stuck in a tunnel, feel like uh, you you know life isn't treating you the right way. Just remember that it's going to be okay in the end, and you have people there to support you. And secondly, be true to yourself because it, it just makes that difference when. Um, you're feeling down or depressed or anything like that, it just helps because creating a false reality is not the best way to um, foster a, a life. I like that last part. Say that again. Don't create a false reality for yourself just because if, if mm. your life, if your life mm. seems like, sorry, if your life seems like it's on the wrong path, don't create that false reality of this is what I like, but I don't really like it. Yep. Yep. That's huge, man. That's powerful, man. I really want to thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely amazing. I love thank the mission that me. you're on. Uh, I, I think it's super cool, man, that you got to go speak to the Senate. That's huge. Got to speak on the parliament floor. That's very, very cool in Canada. I assume. Yeah. Yeah, in Canada. So cool, man. I, I just think it's awesome. And then, you know, you, you're working on that, that you know, that UN, um, you know, sustainment goal. I, I just think it's super cool, man. I don't think a lot of people know that those even exist or that the UN even does things like that or, or even that the UN even has speakers that come in and speak to the UN. I just, I just think it's super cool what you're doing, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Sean. So Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around him. If anything resonated with our conversation between myself and Carter today on Life Transformation Radio, reach out to him. His social media links are right there. New website link coming soon will be posted as soon as the website is updated. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.